Episode 30 with Jasmine Gill on the Nine Point Start With A Dream podcast. Welcome to Nine Point Started With A Dream podcast. Our goal is to showcase the stories of athletes and the community that supports them by being authentic about their journey. Here's your host, Jacoby Gillum. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. This episode, we have Jasmine Gill, professional basketball player overseas. Jasmine has a story that I think everyone can relate to in some form of fashion, but no one talks about it. You know, it's like the mental health when it comes to sports. The feeling that sometimes you just feel frozen in, in your own mind, kind of figure out how can I make the next move. So a great story with her. You really gonna really love her journey, kind of what she's doing now. She, her version of greatness through, through basketball and through outside the sport as well. Hope you enjoy and let's get to it. Hey, hey. how's it going? Good, how are you? Pretty good. Where are you at now? Are you, are you still, what is it, Prague, right? What was it? Yeah, basically, I'm in Czech Republic still. Um, still now. So how have you been? It's been a while. Not a yeah. while, but. <laughs> yes, it's been, been busy, but it's all good. Man. I can't complain. Yeah. Cleveland going good for you? Yeah, uh, well, it's. I mean, it's had its ups and downs. I, I'm just managing the best way that I can. Um, there's some, there's things that are out of my control, you know. And we've already talked about that. I learned how to deal with that. So just keep going. <laughs> I mean, you know, the troubles and stresses of yesterday or the day before that, they don't matter. You know, just adjust, keep moving kind of stuff. So that's kind of what I've been building on and living on. They're great. Some days are – some games are great. Um, some games are out of my control, you know, so just keep going. Definitely, <laughs> that's, all. That's, all, that's all we can do. Yeah, I've been, uh, I've progressed a lot, though, uh, off the court since we talked. Um, done a whole, whole, whole lot, necessarily. Uh, got a logo made. Uh, I bought a domain uh, for a website. Um, I'm actually kind of building it a little bit now. I've been a uh, building um like just building my brand building like you know myself you know we talked about that I needed to get a website I needed to start branching out and kind of scratching the surface on you know what I wanted who is Jasmine Gill um so I kind of took you know your advice and I finally figured you know fully fully figured it out to where I can like tell somebody or tell you without saying um or like uh you know I have to really process it so I created a um I created this website called Just Global, um, and uh, I'll send you my logo. My logo is JG, and in the middle of the G is a, is a globe, and, and like the tagline is just we're just global. And um, I got that from uh, from my grandmother, um, basically when she was like like slowly passing away from uh, lung cancer, like 2016. I was like, no, nah, I'm gonna stay here with you. I'm not gonna go to my next season. You know, X, Y, Z, blah, blah. blah. So I'm just like, and she was like, her, I, I remember like, you know, some words. She was just like, no. She was like, you go be, you know, unique, innovative. You go be global. You go travel. She was like, I've lived my life. And I'm like, what? Because when I created the logo, it was just a JG, you know. And I'm like, but I can't just, if someone's like, okay, what does that stand for? They're like, well, Jasmine Gill. I'm like, you know, like you said, who is Jasmine Gill? And I'm like, she's a global, you know, professional basketball player you know, things like that. So I just, I've kind of been putting it together. Uh, I haven't had a chance to kind of, you know, tell you I appreciate, you know, especially the questions that you were asking me in email. Like, I like, I, I go back to them now. Like, just, to, you know, kind of like that line sticks in my head. Like, who is Jasmine Gill? Like, what, what makes me mad? What, what, you know, makes me happy? And like, the, that's been helping so much. Like, even it's just the simple thing, like, three three four simple questions like five words in it not even you know full sentences so it's been like off the court has been really don't get me wrong still love basketball but it's, it's good when you find that, that balance um kind of the things that I didn't have in college necessarily you know what I mean that understanding my identity my character and things like that so it's been solid that's just a brief update for you yeah I really appreciate that I mean like it's cool. Like I, I can see your growth and the, like the clarity that you have now. So that's cool to kind of just to see. And like that was only about a, about a month ago, whatever you know. So yeah. that's that's cool. Like that, that's dope that you're actually making, putting moves out there. That's, that's yeah, dope. Yeah. I told you I was though. Like once I, I, I could, like it's crazy. I was um one night I was up like and normally 
like back in the day, I would be up to like four or five in the morning thinking about basketball and losing my mind. And I was up like thinking about like, what is JG outside of Jasmine Gill? You know what I mean? I'm just like, yo, what? I, I, I can't make this up. I think it was like 435. And I roll over. I had paper. I had the computer. I had stuff everywhere. I'm like, yo, what am I going to do? And I was like, yo, you're like a global, worldwide, international. You know, granted, a lot, everybody that travels overseas there are, but I feel like just like, not just like, just J-U-S-T. It's like just, like it's just, just period, global. And I just kind of want to tell the story or like, you know, through that, I've been kind of designing clothes and um, I've been uh, talking to some like, you know, uh, wholesale guys in China and things like that. And they've been designing some things, you know, not for, not too expensive, you know, just, just man, just really like, just trying to scratch the surface on a bunch of stuff. So. I love that. That's yeah. like, I'm pumped now, like, <laughs> like hearing that. So, 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 so let's kind of dive into this right here. So like the people that are listening right now, I kind of, I kind of want to give them an insight on, on Jasmine Gill, like I kind of know a little bit about, I want them to kind of understand, you know, where Jasmine started and where she is now and kind of where she's grown the process. So, so the first question I want to start come going is when you were younger as an athlete, what was one of your bigger dreams and goals you wanted to achieve? Actually, believe it or not, I wanted to play baseball. Um, I played baseball most of, most of my life. Um, I wanted to be the first woman to play in the major leagues. Um, and I didn't like so- softball. Like, I didn't like how big the ball was. I didn't like how, you know, how it was kind of like, you know, not necessarily dumbed down, but it was it was a smaller version of baseball. And I was like, no, I want to play with the guys. I want to, you know, I want to experience what they experience. Um, I mean, because I think women can if, you know, we really put our mind to it. Now, when I was younger, I was traveling with, like, Little League and things like that. And I'm like, no, I'm going to play baseball. Like, And when I actually realized that, like when I finally realized that, oh man, like I can't play, can't play baseball. Like you know, on in the MLB, I was like, okay, well, what's next? Um, and it still wasn't basketball for a while. Like I tried so many different. Um, I tried track younger as a little kid, that didn't work out either. Um, I also tried soccer. I hated getting kicked in my shins, in my ankles, and things like that. So, but ultimately, I wanted to be a major league baseball player. The first woman. That's I would I would have thought that that's that's dope. So 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 when you kind of so what about baseball really made you kind of gravitate towards it? Just it was just just to be the first woman, or like what was like your really drive behind that? Because I was I was really intrigued of how talented you really have to be. Think about it. You have you know well on the major league level. You have a, a small, you know, white ball coming at you with 96, 90, you know, 97 miles per hour. And you have to connect with that, with a small stick, basically with a stick, you know. And this is like, that takes so much hand and eye coordination, so much accuracy. And granted, you know, the glove is different when it comes to catching and things like that. But that's coming at you fast as well. And I, so I was just extremely intrigued at how talented and how, you know, people are like, oh, well, baseball players are not athletic. But. Like, athletic is just not your ability to jump and, you know, or not your ability to, you know, how how fast you run. It's like how you move and how you see things, how you observe things differently. And, like, and that's what I think people don't necessarily understand about baseball. And at that age, I understood it. I understood how difficult and how skilled you really had to be. And so I was like, man, I can do that. I want to do it. I want to try to do it. Perfect. So, so when you kind of realize – that dream wasn't going to be reality. When did you, when did you kind of decide on basketball and kind of pursuing that dream? Uh, I realized that baseball wasn't going to be, I want to say seventh grade. Um, and they were like, Jazz, you got to play softball. I tried it. Don't get me wrong. I did. And I just didn't like the way the ball felt. And I want to say seventh grade, how old are you? About 12, 13, maybe roughly. Uh, so that's when um, I had a cousin. Um, he coached a basketball team, and um, he was like, "Hey, Jazz, you know you're tall, you're you're skinny, you're long, you know, just come, just come, give it a try." And I'm like, "No, I want to play baseball. Like, if I get a chance, you know, I want to be outside rolling in the dirt and practicing catching and you know doing stuff like that and like in the field playing with tennis ball and a base, you know, different things. Like, 
and my cousin, he literally like, you know, begged my mom and begged us, no, just come one day, you know, you'll like it. Oh my God, I was Kobe. I was the worst basketball player ever. I mean, like out of all my friends, even still, you know, not to this day, but out of everyone, you know, that played it, I grew up with, I was always the worst. Terrible. Like, terrible. People ask me today, like, when did you start playing? I was like 13. They're like, man, you're 28. You you didn't start, you know, early. I was like, nah, I, I didn't really like, I wasn't really a fan of basketball. Um, So, like I said, my cousin, he convinced me to play AAU. I started playing. I still didn't like it because, <laughs> honestly and truly, I didn't like to be touched. <laughs> I, I, I just didn't like, you know, like how it was always, you know, not necessarily physical, but you were either, you were always being pushed or, so, the base, yeah, the physicality. I didn't like it. I wasn't a fan of it. I wasn't a fan of, you know, someone else's sweat being on you. It was just so many different things. And I was like, oh, I'm not feeling this. So that's kind of basically when I started, like, playing basketball, I want to say about 13 years old. Okay, so 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 now you're out on this, in this new sport, right? Yep. So, and and you're, you're not good. Yep, not what, good. Terrible. What kind of kept you kind of going back? What kept me going back? The fact that people kept saying, like, you're tall, like, the, that, that, I never forget that, that line stuck with me. Like, I would, you know, I would be in middle school and I had this, um, this PE teacher, um, I never forget him, um, his name, we called him, we called him Superman, but his name was Jay. And, um, well, Mr. Williams, actually. So he was like, he called me Sticks. And he was like, you know, you're lanky, you're small you know, you're fast, you're agile, so many different things. I'm just like, if I, if someone else tell me that I'm tall one more time and I should be playing this because I'm tall, I'm going to lose my mind. And so I kept going back, honestly, because of that one line, you're tall and this is, this is your, you know, this is fit for you. And like in middle school, I became, I kind of, you know, scratched the surface and became, you know, better, but friends and like, you know, most of my I would say, you know, best friends or childhood friends, they were all still always better than me because they put more time and effort. And some of those girls, they have been playing um, since they were like six and seven years old. And I'm like, no, I was playing baseball. I was, you know, outside rolling in the dirt and stuff like that. So I wasn't thinking about it basketball. So, so when, you, so it stuck with you that kept saying you were tall, right? Yeah. So, so when did it kind of all kind of click though to say, I want to pursue this thing like the way the, the, the way I wanted to pursue the MLB. When I realized that I could go to college for free. Someone told me that, you know, you can get a scholarship playing basketball for free. And I'm like, you know, and granted, I, 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 didn't, I didn't fully understand it, but I'm like, you know, wait a second, like, a full ride, like, you know, not have to pay for any education, nothing like that. And they were like, yeah. And because, you know, I don't like to ride on the whole single parent household, but it's a fact, you know, my mother was a single parent. So I'm like, wait a second. And me and my mom like, you know, wait a second, you know, like, hey, we're talking like free education. So let's, you know, let's try to put time in. Let's try to put effort in. So my mom, you know, taking me from gym to gym. And back in the day, there wasn't like 24 hour gyms. So it got to the point to where I was working out every day after school. I was, you know, staying extra in practice. Um, I was getting up early going before or on the weekends, I was outside, you know, on concrete playing with the guys, you know, in the gym with the guys constantly, constantly, constantly. I say most like the guys around my neighborhood are, you know, is what kind of helped me develop that that like second alter ego to where like jazz you gotta go get it like like just be beyond driven to get that free education like and that's really what it was about it was about being you know a student athlete first you get what i'm saying so it's not it wasn't about okay you're gonna be on an athletic scholarship no it's like you're a student athlete so go get that full scholarship and from that point on once i realized that like scout start comes to games and, and that, that drove that drove me like higher off you know even further it was like you you walk in the gym as a what 15 you know 14 15 year old you know then you're 16 and things like that and you're seeing like 
coaches on the sideline with NC State jackets on, you know what I mean? Uh, Duke jacket, you know, Carolina, you know, East Carolina, West, different coaches. And you're like, man, like, hold on. Like, this is, this is something pretty cool. Like, this, this can be a career. And that's kind of when I, when I started pushing even harder. So you're pushing harder. You're kind of seeing, like, the future of what this game could give you, right? Sure. So was there ever, was there ever any, was there ever any doubt in your mind that this wasn't meant for you? No. Yeah. Not after, not after I started, like, not after I started going up. No one could tell me that I wasn't going to play basketball on a collegiate level and be somebody and be something. So for anyone listening right now that has that same aspiration, right, what would be like, just maybe like, maybe, maybe like just like one word of advice that you would give them just kind of, to kind of have that laser focus? Um, the mirror. I'm always, like, I always tell myself the only person that can tell me no is the person that I look at every morning in the mirror. And that's myself. Um, like, I don't know, like you asked the other day on one of your posts, you know, what's the advice you can give someone chasing their dream? Rome was a building today. And that's, I mean, I have to tell myself that today, you know, still to this very day. But if I had to tell someone, I would like, I would tell someone, never let they or men tell you, no, you can't do something. And that's how I felt. I was like, no, no one is going to tell me that I'm not going to play on a collegiate level, on a high level at that and be good but the person in the mirror and that's kind of something I, I tried to like live by and live by looking in the mirror and don't get me wrong it wasn't like it wasn't all just peaches and cream um in high school and things like that but I I kind of I I used the mirror as like that that ideal image and the image is who I'm looking at and so if I build myself the way I want to build myself, so when I'm looking in the mirror, I'm looking at something that I built. So I should be able to hold my head high and be proud of that person. And that's kind of what I, what I live by basically now. <laughs> Yo, that was fire. Like, like that last part, I'm looking at myself in the mirror and it's something I built. So I have to help, kind of hold my head high on that. That's, that's powerful. Just uh, It's almost like you're seeing your reality, but also seeing your future at the same time. Dope. So you achieved that that version of greatness today. You got to college, right? Yes. You're getting, getting it paid for. What was that journey like for you? Yeah. <laughs> um, my collegiate journey, so to speak. Um, it was. Uh, let's see. I wouldn't necessarily say. I, I, I'll just start from the from the beginning. Now, if I had a me it would have turned out, you know, differently. Like, basically, I feel like during that time where, you know, granted, I'm not that old, but I personally feel like, you know, there were, there was no, there was nobody, you know, telling me how it was going to be when I got to college. You know what I mean? There was no one telling me, you know, the things that you're going to go through, the things you're going to experience and stuff like that. Like, I, I, I honestly feel like I went in, you know, with just the advice of my mother and her advice was just listen, all I want you to do is graduate, you know, get your degree from college. Granted, you know, she wanted me to play basketball because I was definitely basketball as well, but her main focus was to graduate. And so that like like that's what I had to go on. So just imagine like, you know, being 18 years old and you stepping foot 17, 18 years old and you stepping foot on a campus, but not having no idea. And I mean, I went to ACC school to start off with. So you know, our preparation, you know, our egos, you know, our mindset, our mentality, you kind of had to come in necessarily prepared. And Jacoby, I'll be honest, I wasn't, I was far from prepared, you know, from, for what was about to hit me necessarily. Um, so I don't really, I mean, it's, it's really, it's not hard to explain, but the beginning was only rough because, I was prepared, but I don't think anyone is prepared, but you may like, you may have people that give you advice and tell you, tell you things, but I didn't have those individuals that were, that were capable of telling me things. Cause I was the first person to go to college in my family. 
the very, very, very first. So, you know, my mother couldn't tell me what basketball in college was going to be like. My uncles couldn't tell me. My grandmother couldn't tell me. You know, cousins, no one could tell me. So I was legit cold turkey, like just, and on top of that, playing basketball. I can relate. I remember, like, for me, I was a walk-on, so I had a little bit different journey. But my first day of, like, practice, I, I realized it was, it was almost humbling, like, yo, you aren't as good as you thought you were. Exactly. 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 But it was also, you know, I was good, and I had that, too. I'm not as good as I thought I was. So it was extremely, extremely humbling. Yeah. But at the same time, it still was like the person in the mirror was still chosen out of all the basketball players coming up during my era. You know, I was still chosen by these coaches. You know what I mean? So I still necessarily had that to go on. But it was also humbling. Like, Jazz, you're not as good as, as everyone hyped you up to be in high school, necessarily. It's just like, wait a second. You might need to uh, recheck the person in the mirror a few times just to kind of, you know, sh- sharpen it, sharpen them up a little bit. But yeah, like what you just said was was spot on. Like it was extremely a humble experience for me as well. And I I think too, like just from like seeing like other athletes as well. Like you know, if a lot a lot a lot of us go go through that kind of experience of getting humble in our first year, and if if we don't kind of have that mentality that like I'm gonna earn my keep. It'll, yeah. it'll break you, right? Yes, it will. It will. It will. And I I wouldn't necessarily say that broke me. Um, it was, I don't know, not my, my first two years were, they were different. They were actually, you know, I learned a lot. I achieved a lot. I got a taste of the whole political side of um, basketball because, I mean, anyone knows, you know, I'm not speaking anything false. And basketball is extremely political. Um, and I got a huge taste of that, you know, my first two years. And, you know, it was, you know, not nothing, nothing disrespectful, but it was just a reality. It is, it is what it is. That this is a political business as well. Even though you're in college, it's still a business. Um, so I would say my first two years were um, not necessarily like, developing but well yeah I would say developing humbling um and it was kind of like a a a mature identity build necessarily so so what do you mean by it was a mature identity build so like if you just you know to peel back all the layers right now and just you know just kind of share your truth what 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 does that mean for me for you growing you know kind of growing and developing yourself both mentally and physically. You just gotta understand, you know, when you when you when you start playing on, on a collegiate level, not only are you learning mentally, mentally, but the physical part is 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 really extreme. Um, you know, you're running, you're lifting weights, and so you're growing. You know, as a young as a young lady, as a you know, young man or whatever, um, both mentally and physically. And mentally, you're growing because you're by yourself. I know people are like, you know. Oh, you're not by yourself. You got your teammates, you got your coaches, you got, you know, your friends meet in college. No, you've left the nest, <laughs> you know, you've left home. Even if you, even if I know people are like, oh, well, I, you know, my school was right, you know, right around the corner. You still left. You know what I mean? You're still living in a dorm. You're still kind of basically on your own necessarily. So that is a, that is like a mental, a mental thing in itself. To where you have to figure out a way, like on your own, how to mature, how to grow, how to find a different identity other than the identity that you had when you were in high school. Because the identity that your identity does not doesn't change, but it evolves, it elevates. You know, it it becomes something. It becomes something stronger, something different than what it was when you were necessarily in high school. And I think once, once I realized that that was changing. And, you know, I went to my next phase of life when I realized, okay, hey, you know, I don't want to play at Boston College anymore. You know, I I want to transfer. I want to be closer to home because, you know, I want my family to be able to see me play. I want them to be able to see the person that I'm maturing and growing into be. And that's when I was like, okay, hey, it's time to transfer. So when you started, like, you know, you're going through growth and you kind of thing, 
some reality to to what the the business is. I guess you can say of athletics. Are you allowed to transfer? How 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 are you doing? I guess in the sense of the game, you know, like how how are you managing? You know, the court is are you going through all this? Like, was all this kind of affecting your game? Um, no, I wouldn't say it was because when I got you know when I got to James Madison. I, I had a chip on my shoulder um, and I was like, you know, look, I'm going to keep, you know, evolving. I'm going to keep, I'm determined to be, you know, this great athlete that I set out to be when I was 17 years old, stepping into college. So like my game, it, it has started to evolve and elevate. And, you know, my coach, he was really, 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 really adamant on developing players and you know in their individual skill and you know their mindset and things like that it was a it was a mental it was a mental game along with a physical game you know at the at the next school that I went to play at so I was my game was elevating my mind was elevating everything but it did get to a point to where things started to shift um and it was like I don't know, like the shift was was extremely different for me because it was something I wasn't used to um, necessarily. But it wasn't a physical shift; it was a mental shift, and I had no idea what that was because I had never, never, ever experienced it before. And it was, and it goes back to the whole looking in the mirror type thing. And some days I would look in the mirror, and then I had no idea what I had built thus far from from like my, I want to say my junior year, stepping, you know, into college, into a new school, I felt an identity shift. And I, I was, I had, like, I didn't know who to ask, who to talk to, you know, a mentor or someone like, you know, to ask, like, Do you have you experienced this? Or, you know, like, are you kind of feeling yourself a little differently? I, I didn't know. From that standpoint, I know, I know, but we, we talked before and you kind of said that you went through a period where you just got, where you just felt stuck, right? So you'll be on yes. the court and just yes. freeze. Yes. So, um, so It yeah. got, those days became like, uh, like it started to happen a lot necessarily. Like I would, I had spent so much time working on my, working on my body um, physically. Like I'm, I'm talking, Jacoby, I was, like I told you before, I was staying in school all summer you know, all preseason, all postseason, every, everything. I was just school, school, school. I didn't go home. I didn't do anything. I just was basketball, basketball, basketball. Be in the best shape that you can be in to perform at your highest level. So, like, as I said, like, it wasn't a physical issue that I was experiencing. It was, it was a mental shift. And to where some days, you know, in practice, I would just really blank out. Like, I would freeze and I would just be stuck and it was kind of like it was an echo, you know, in the gym. And it was 15 players in there and <laughs> four coaches and, you know, screaming. It was a lot of things happening, but I'm just on the, on the floor. And, like, someone would have to be like, yo, Jazz. And I'm just like, what? You know, and it would happen to me in games, too. And I'm like, what is wrong? Like, I would really, really space out. And I had no idea what was wrong with me. Like, every day I would just go to my room and I would just sit there. And I'll be like, all right, you're just in a slump. You're missing shots. You know, you're missing layups. You know, your body's still good. Every, everything's still good. You're still in shape. Like, you don't need to do no extra cardio. No, no nothing. You know, everything's all right. You'll get out of it. And it got worse. Um, it got to a point to where, like, uh, my coach would, even if he, like, you know, just yelled at me about something, I would instantly get stuck. And I couldn't, I couldn't like, get myself out of it. And I was just like, yo, what? Like I said, like, what has happened to me? I had no idea what was happening to me. And as I, as most athletes would say, oh, you, like you said, you're just in a slump. But I started to slowly realize that, hey, this is not a slump. Like, something something could possibly be wrong. But then again, I'm like, no, nothing's wrong with you, girl. You just, you're just, you know, young and you're going through different, you know, changes. But I'm like, what changes am I going through? I'm in shape. You know, I... I can play basketball like I had it I had everything you know the strength everything but my mental like is something I never thought that I would experience because I, I feel like you know my 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 mother and you know my 
you know, my grandmother and people like that, you know, father built me to be headstrong as is. So I'm like, there's no way, like I'm strong enough in every, in every aspect, but I wasn't, I wasn't strong enough. Um, I was having a lot of, a lot of mental breakdowns and it started to necessarily bother me because I was having them in it. I started to have them in games, you know, and it's, it's moments in games, like big time games, because I can't even remember, you know, because I would just be standing there spaced out. It was just like I was just running up and down the court by myself. And then mind you, like it was a packed stadium and I just felt like I was just doing, you know, intervals, <laughs> just up and down, up and down. The coach could be yelling and like, you know, saying stuff to me and I wouldn't hear it. I would hear nothing but like, you know, this little silent noise all the time. I'm like, what? I had no idea what it was, man. I'll be totally honest with you. I had no, no idea. When you're like in those moments, right? How, how did you find yourself, I guess, being aware of it? Was it just like after the fact that you came out of it? Like when would you kind of realize that it's happening? Uh, when I was sitting on the bench after being taken out for, you know, basically like my coach would, he would, you know, he would say, you know, you don't have, you know, you don't have any energy, you know, you're being lazy, you're not playing with, you know, you're not being aggressive and things like that. And I'm, in my mind, I'm like, yes, I am. Like, I didn't work this hard to be lazy or to not have energy. So I'm thinking to myself, yes, I am. Then I'm sitting on the bench like, like, no, you're not <laughs> necessarily. You can't be because you're sitting right here and you didn't work that hard to sit right there. And so I kind of, I would realize it when I was on the bench, but even still, like I was still airy. I was still spaced out. So I, I honestly and truly, Jacoby, I wouldn't necessarily say I fully understood or fully realized it. I did know that something was wrong with me, um, but I only knew that because I was sitting on the bench. And like I said, I knew I had worked too hard to be sitting on the bench. And so I was just trying to figure out why. And I still call it a slump, but it wasn't my experience I know I put a lot of pressure on myself and kind of what I kind of did I kind of put myself so like when I ran check whatever the gun fired I would just tense up and run so stiff because I could because I wanted it so bad do you think for you that's what it was it was a lot of pressure on yourself because you knew you wanted to you wanted to be the person in the mirror that you built yourself up to be uh no I don't think I I put a lot of pressure on myself because I I had already I don't know like I said I had already built the person that I needed to be so why would you know why would it necessarily be pressure you know what I mean like I had worked extremely hard for it already so why you know why was it considered like why why would it consider it to be pressure I honestly and truly think it was just the I, I don't know like the I, I don't really know like I, I don't I don't want to say it was pressure because I don't think it was I don't know necessarily know the word for it, but maybe you can kind of scratch the surface on it a little bit, but I don't think it was like, I don't think I had put too much pressure on myself um, because I was on a well-balanced team, you know what I mean? So there wasn't, you know, so much, so much pressure for me necessarily, you know what I mean? Definitely. So, so just in like, so, so was it like a common theme though when it, we kind of felt this, I guess, anxiety or this kind of like feeling come, kind of start happening? Like, like a certain moment every game? Maybe. Asking, like, what would trigger it? Uh-huh. Not feeling, I would say, so if I'm in a game and it would happen, not feeling secure. I don't know if that necessarily makes sense, but that's the only word that I could think of that would necessarily trigger it. And feeling like, um, feeling just like, you know, alone on an island. And sometimes I, I, I feel like that, you know, during games when I'm like, how is that even possible when you're out here with four other players and, you know, 10 people, basically, you know, eight, I'm 13 if you want to count the referees. But it would be like, it's just, I just felt alone just by myself. And I was just felt insecure. I felt unsafe. Um, I felt like there was, you know, no belief, no trust, no nothing in me as an individual, um, as a person that I was. And I had no idea where that was coming from um, because I felt like uh, 
I didn't need that to come from individuals because it came, I got that support from my family. You know what I mean? But obviously I did because I started to feel like that when I was in games. Does that make sense? Definitely. Yeah. Like you, you kind of just felt like it was just you. Yeah. It was just me. I just felt like I was just by myself. Um, and that wasn't like, I, did, I didn't like that. I didn't like to feel alone. I didn't like to feel, you know, not, you know, unsecure. Um, and I think that's something that triggered. And also feeling like that on top of, I wouldn't necessarily say yelling because that could just be me, you know, being soft, but like, and not yelling like, oh my God, you got to do this, you got to do that. Like just to hear a yell, I would just, you know, kind of just blink, you know, really fast and blank out. And then that's when I would go into that tunnel you know, that whole, like, necessarily by myself where it felt like I was just sitting in, a, like, a closed space or a closed room, and it was just, like I say, like, a lot of echoes, and that's when those feelings start to come. Feeling untrusted, no belief, you know, not secure, um, things like that, and then that's when the mirror became so different because I was looking at a person that I didn't, you know, I didn't build. So it was like, dang, how can I hold my head high now? Because I didn't, this is not who I built. I had no idea who I was. I, I had completely lost my identity. You know, my my last, I would say my fifth year in college, it was. Um, and I don't know, I just completely lost control over who I was. And what, I remember you talked about it before and you said, like, you kind of you felt it and you kind of walked away from the game. Was yeah. that was that during the same time period? Was, was it before, was it uh, after? Um, it was, it was in the same mix. Well, first, you know, I went to, um, I went to like sports psychologists. I, I went, uh, like I had even had my professors while I was in grad school. Um, like, you know, me and her, we would talk after, um, after, after class, before class and not even about my education because my education was still fine. Um, we would just, you know, talk about basketball and, so, you know, just seeing how I was doing, how I was going, if I needed to talk, just to, if talking would help. But it was like, you know, I couldn't explain to her what was happening to me. Um, and I had no idea. And even my sports psychologist, you know, I would just sit there and do the same thing to him. I would just talk. And it, nothing was helping. And I, and I, I, I started to realize that nothing was helping because I could only help myself. And I had to figure out a way to necessarily dig deep and help myself because, you know, I was struggling from like a mental illness necessarily. And, you know, they were like, you know, it, they weren't saying it was okay to be depressed, but basically they were saying that they were saying, you know, that's a, it was normal and, you know, what you're experiencing is normal. I'm like, there's no, you can't tell me that, that I'm in a basketball game and I'm blanking out, I'm in practice and I'm, I'm stuck and I'm spacing out that this is normal. Like you, you're not going to tell me that at what? I was probably what, 21, 20, somewhere in there. And I'm like, you're not going to tell me that. It's like, can no one tell me that spacing out in a game is normal? Like, I know people space out, you know, that's just because you just lack some focus. But I was focused. I was prepared. I had everything that I needed to be the player that I wanted to be in college. So when, you know, people, and that's kind of when, when like my sports psychologist would tell me, you know, hey, you know, it's normal, you know, you're, you're, you'll get past it, things like that. I'm like, okay, it's me. I have to do it on my own. No one can talk to me about it. No one can tell me how to do it. I have to figure out what it is that I need to do. And it got, it got to the point to where I no longer wanted to sacrifice my character, my identity, my self-dignity for man, money, or sport. And so I was like, all right, look, Jazz, you're going to take a leap of faith. You're going to make this big sacrifice, and you, you're just going to risk it all, but you're going to risk it all for the person that you need to become later on, you know, in your future. And I made the decision to leave college my fifth year. Um, I waited until, uh, like, because the entire season, I want to say what season starts, like, you know, around this time now. So I left in, I want to say, January 4th, um, 2013. Yeah, 
January 4th, 2013, I left after a basket. We had a game. We had just had a game. And even prior to that game, like, I had already felt like I was going to end it. I was just like, like, I was like, you know, if this game, if it happens to me this game and I'm still, you know, shaky, spaced out, like, you know, my mind is going all over the place. And if I'm still mentally shut down, I'm going to stop. I was like, because every, like, my, like I said, my identity, my self-dignity, everything else, sanity in itself is way, way more important, especially at the age of 21, is more important than the game of basketball. And I was saying this, and I even, I, I have told my roommates, I was like, you know, guys, if, I was like, you know, I don't necessarily know what's wrong with me. And, you know, they were like, oh, no, you're all right. You're just crazy, Jazz. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like you're just tripping out. You know, things are not going the way you want them to go, blah, blah, blah. But why not? I planned. I had already built myself for this. I was prepared, you know. And they were just like, oh, you're not going to do it, blah, blah, blah. The game didn't go how, how, how you know, I expected it to go. And I'm not talking about points, rebounds, things like that. I'm talking mentally. It didn't go how I wanted to go. Like, I could be in a game, Kobe, and I scored 24 points, you know, think like scoring, rebound, doing everything. And sometimes I would still blank out. And just still just be stuck. And I'm like, yo, this is something's not right. This is not okay. Um, and it happened. And it's like right after the game. Um, I can't remember if we won or lost. Um, can't remember, but I remember walking, you know, off the court and we had this little hill, like a little concrete hill to get, you know, to get to the top level of our stadium. I remember walking up that hill. I turned left, kept straight and asked right into my coach's office and I was like you know I'm done I knew I had my mind made up I knew it was something that I needed to do for myself so I did it because mentally I couldn't take it anymore like it was driving me crazy so from just like that whole story you know it was just like understanding yourself and what was needed for you right so for anyone that's like kind of listening that kind of going through a similar feeling you know trying to just kind of just kind of kind of get out of that that cloud that we kind of have over our head sometimes or what helped you or what, what helped you kind of find that clarity I guess knowing that someday this will be bigger than me mm, I love that um it won't always be about Jasmine Gill um it'll be you know about my grandkids great grandkids you know things like that little cousins and or you know just understanding and knowing that, like I said, the person that I built um, in the mirror, I didn't build that person for myself. I built it for something bigger than me. And that's to leave a, you know, and that's to leave a legacy to where people understand and people know that it's okay to go through something, but it's also even better when you realize what you're going through and you can figure it out yourself and it's okay to 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 stop and take a break you know I know people overseas right now and and it goes back to sacrificing your self-dignity your your pride and everything that you built that person you built in a mirror for money and for man and we do we tend to do that because we think that's the root of it all and it's not I I feel like knowing who you are understanding who you are and knowing that whatever you do is already written. It's okay to pause and take a break because what's meant to happen, it's going to happen for you. And I think a lot of people don't stop and they let themselves be in that slump that they think they're in because you're not fully looking in the mirror and you haven't grasped the concept of who you're really destined to be necessarily. And because when you're in that phase or when you're, you know, when you're in those, when you're in those moments, you think it's okay to sacrifice all, you think it's okay to sacrifice yourself for money and man, but it's not. Um, you know, it's like, I've always, I live by this, you know, sometimes the richest people all they have is money, you know, and I never, ever, ever want to be one of those individuals that I don't know myself because I sacrifice who I am and who I want to be for something other than me. And it's kind of like people say, oh, that's a contradiction, but no, it's not because I know that who I am 
is ultimately still bigger than me. I, I love that. And I'm so glad we connected on here because God, I think that's so powerful athletes to understand, you know, just like your story doesn't have to just stop with you. You know, like your story can be the inspiration of another athlete like you. Yeah. you can be, like someone, someone right now can be hearing your story and thinking, I'm going through that same thing right now. When I get on the court, I just freeze. And but 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 they can hear you talking, kind of see how you came out. You came out on the other side, right? You're you're now you're now playing overseas. You you're able to see the world that people aren't able to see nowadays. You know, and because because you just kept figuring it out. You kept you kept moving. You know, you stopped a little bit, but you're like I'm be bigger. So so we, we kind of go to the future, right? So so how did you kind of land overseas playing ball after you after you left you left the game in college and you just like cost a little bit? How did you get overseas? <laughs> um it was extremely difficult. Um I had it was it goes back to uh the moment when I told you I felt uh like there was no security, you know, no trust, no belief. I didn't have any of that. No one believed in me, no one trusted me. You know, people were always like, well, you know, if you quit in school, then you, what, you know, how we know you're not going to quit, you know, when you get to my team and, you know, things like that. And so I, I dealt with that a lot. Um, I didn't get an agent. No agent wanted to represent me. Like, hey, well, we see where you stop playing and blah, blah, blah. You know, I kept, I kept getting those. Um, I kept coming across those issues. So I just got a trainer. Um, and we just worked. We worked, we worked, we worked. And I didn't necessarily worry about, um, the troubles or the stresses of, you know, what happened to me in college. And I, I tried to keep my mind away from it. And um, what I was, I think one day I was just on Facebook and like I was emailing everybody because I had to be my own agent. So I was emailing people. I was sending messages on Facebook and I finally came across this one guy and um, he was like, you know, Hey, and I thought, honestly, I thought it was a scam, <laughs> but I still had to do it. You know, it was, he was like, okay, let's just do it anyway. Let's see what happens. So he messaged me and he was like, you know, hey, uh, I got your message. And I'm really good friends with the president of a team in Montenegro, XYZ. And um, they're looking for a player for a little bit because one of their players got hurt and X amount of dollars, which was really nothing. Um, but at this time, I'm like, you know, it's time to – uh, redevelop myself as a basketball player I've already redeveloped myself mentally so let's scratch the surface as a basketball player again and so you know I flew myself over to Montenegro and I think I played like three or four games with them and that was you know that was another conversation for another day um, I got seen by a Serbian coach um, and they wanted to you know buy me out and things like that so I I took that straight from Montenegro after like three or four games. I went to Serbia. And that's kind of when my career kicked off. Because um, in Montenegro, there wasn't any film. There wasn't no stats. There wasn't anything. So I, I kind of, you know, lucked up because someone saw me um, at a game. And um, I went to Serbia. There were film. There were stats. There was so much. And so I had I had like, you know, a really good game out there I only played five games in Serbia and I finally could send something to an agent to where they could have something to go off of you know what I mean and so from Serbia things kind of not necessarily you know took off differently and I and that's kind of just basically how I necessarily got here from Serbia it was got an agent and my agent got me in Finland um did you know did relatively well in Finland uh from Finland it was what was it after Finland? Finland it was Romania, I wanna say. Could be missing something. No, I'm not. So then after Romania, um, my agent got me into Greece. And after Greece, it was Australia. And that's when things I would necessarily say Australia 2016 um is when the 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 mentally tough Jasmine Gill had had scratched the surface with a physically tough Jasmine Gill. And that's when my game, both mentally and physically, just took off. And it went back to there's nothing you can tell me that 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 I won't be a great professional basketball player. 
just your journey I think is is still being it's, it's so far from being like finished you know yeah uh, I, it's, it's so cool I, I can like look back you know a year from now two years now and just see how much more you're doing with just sharing more of your story and your journey so props to you so so Jasmine, I've kind of worked wrapping up a little bit so so what's next for you as this journey continues what's next for me um now um still playing basketball obviously um but it what's next for me is building on it being bigger than me um so I'm kind of starting to you know pave the way for those that come after me and I feel like I'm doing that um I'm back in school now uh I'm you know necessarily developing a brand for myself and for my family I call it the new family movement um and I'm just being global <laughs> being worldwide um um uh sooner than later um I want to scratch the surface on you know becoming a personal trainer um for the youth and giving back to those kids um one day you know when I'm done or even in the middle of basketball um become a coach uh, just do different things um like you said the journey it, it continues and it continues the more and more I keep building and putting the person together that I look at in the mirror every day. Cause she's, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm not fully built. Um, I am, I'm not fully built because life keeps going every single day. Things, you know, I keep scratching the surface on new different things. I keep evolving. I keep learning. Um, I'm still traveling. So that that's just what's next. Um, what's next is to to keep building off of life being things being bigger than me. I'm pumped. I'm pumped. And if you ain't helping anyway, please let me know because I think you're gonna inspire a lot of people through this. Like legit, because I mean, like, cause like mental health, the one of those things with athletes yeah. that we kind of shy off a lot. And yeah, I think and we we need someone that's gonna really you know be real and be a voice about it so i think that could really be you so enjoy the rest of your day i know on time it is there but but yeah 13. keep balling all right okay <laughs> appreciate you i appreciate you yo thanks for listening to this episode of the nine point started with a dream podcast if you enjoyed this episode please comment share leave a review we would love to hear your thoughts you can find more athlete-driven content at nonpoint.com. Till the next episode, you're only one opportunity away. Peace.